Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. It's a story that beggars belief, a bipolar practitioner of candle magic, uh, living in a dilapidated farmhouse in rural Ohio with a lifelong obsession for building violins and covered in tattoos of master builders such as Stradivarius, convinces a world-renowned soloist via social media that he is capable of creating a perfect replica of the world's most valuable violin, Bornes El Canone, a quirky look at one man's DIY enthusiasm and perseverance when facing down self-created impossible task. Strad style is the feel-good doc of 2017. And boy, that is honestly, that's true. This is such a wonderful, uplifting, funny, crazy documentary. And we're fortunate enough to have with us the uh, director of this film. And that would be Stefan Avalos. Stefan, welcome to film school. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. So uh, tell me, Stefan, a little bit about how you came to know um, the subject of the film, Danny Houck. Yeah, well, I've been working on a uh, a violin documentary. I started that in 2012. But at that point, it was a much broader documentary. And I was sort of interested in studying this three-century obsession that all sorts of people have had with these these really great violins. And that's, uh, you know, be they violinists, violin makers, collectors, thieves, scientists, the whole work. And in the course of that, um, I, through the grapevine, heard about this guy, and, and, and basically it was explained to me that, boy, if you want someone who's really obsessed, <laughs> you ought to meet this guy who's out in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. He's got, uh, he's got tattoos of famous violinists on his arms, and he does candle magic in his garage, and this guy is, you know, he's really out there. So... So I thought that that might be a kind of fun sort of uh, five-minute diversion, ten-minute diversion within this larger documentary. And, uh, you know, when I trekked out to Laurelville, Ohio, which is indeed the middle of nowhere, I, um, I pretty quickly realized that I had a whole different movie here. And so I set aside about two years of footage and, uh, and focused on, on the life of Danny Houck. Well, and you say that, was there a moment? Were you on the back porch talking to him? Were you talking to his mother? What was it? Was there like that, oh, my God, I have to do a documentary about just this guy? Yeah, yeah, actually there was, because I, I met him um, in 20, uh, 2015. Um, I had actually been in Indianapolis doing uh, doing some, documenting a violin maker's convention, and that's when I sort of drove up to where he lived, which is was about a three-hour drive. So that was that stuff. The first day that I ever met him, it's in the movie. Uh, it's actually the very first couple of minutes of the movie. But then it was about a year later that he got back in contact with me. I mean, we we were communicating, but but it was about a year later that he told me, "Listen, I just um, started talking to this guy Razvan once again, and he wants me to make him a violin." And it was at that point that I realized, ah, not only do I have a really interesting character here, but I, I think I have a real storyline. Because at that point, I thought I was going to document Danny and sort of maybe, maybe he would make a violin and we would take it to some sort of, you know, some collector or, or, a, or a, a violinist that we knew in the country. Or, you know, there was no real, yeah. there was no real kind of forward thrust. So 
So when he told me about Razban's interest, it was then that I, that I really realized, ah, I have a movie. And, um, <laughs> and I was still kind of on the fence there at that point with, with whether or not I should, you know, just sort of go in a whole different direction. And it was my co-producer, Susan, uh, that really said, nah, this is it. This is this guy's your story. This is way more interesting. Go for it. So it was a blessing of, uh, of you know, Susan Fortmeyer, the, the co-producer. I, I, I went full bore ahead. Yeah, that's interesting. I want to come back to that because I'm, I've often wondered, as a documentary filmmaker, if so many on and this sort of uh, gut feeling or collaboration with somebody else or that causes you to hang around long enough to make that kind of a decision. But I want to come back to that because I, I just I think that's fascinating. I'm always I always marvel at the at, at film what at filmmakers and trusting their instincts and doing these kinds of things and when there's no guarantee of a, any kind of a payoff at all. So we'll come back to that. But um, and let's let's uh, talk a little bit about Razvan uh, Stoika and, and his place in in this story, but also his place in the world of uh, musicians. Yeah, well, Razvan um, is, he's actually, he's actually fairly well known in Europe at this point, uh, even more so than when we first started. And um, and I, I think he's about to break. He's, he's starting to break in the United States, so he'll be a name that within the classical music world, people will know him, you know, in a big way, even in the United States. Uh, he was he was a guy that um, I mean, just as as we as as is seen in the movie. I mean, it's absolutely the way that Danny Danny came in contact with him was that you know that Danny was sticking up for him <laughs> so against internet trolls, which is kind of. <laughs> A thing that Danny does, you know, he gets very indignant and very angry, and so, and and that's how they stuck up that friendship. And we were we were very fortunate, uh, especially myself, in that that Razai not only is he, you know, a, an incredibly uh, an incredible violinist, one of the greats today, uh, he's also a really cool guy. Yeah, and he's a very funny guy, and he's really just willing to go out on a limb and very game, which which aren't always things that classical violinists. Right. It tends to be a pretty conservative world, so right. so we got lucky that you know all these sort of stars you know and you know aligned uh, for for that. Boy and, is he! Uh, boy so, is he ever! He is! He really was very patient, very kind of uh, accepting of Danny for all of his kind of quirks and uh, yeah. So I don't, okay, I'm gonna I want to leave that part of the story alone for a minute because. I don't want to give too much away. I think this is one of those movies that it's truly in the mm-hmm. journey. It really is in the yeah. journey that you really want to to uh, to be a part of. You want to be there to watch it unfold for yourself in a way that's fresh and and entertaining. Um, but we, yeah. I think we can say safely that uh, uh, that Danny has is dealing with some um, personality. Per, he's dealing with some issues, some personal issues. Um, and yeah, I don't know how much you yeah. wanted to talk about that, but uh, what, what is Danny sort of well, up against? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, D- Danny is a, is, a, is a bag full of issues, uh, which is what makes him such an intriguing <laughs> character because he's kind of, I, I sort of think of Danny as sort of like the every man, except if you were to sort of just turn the contrast way up, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you know he's he's got he's got fears that are just you know you know just amped up. He's got hopes that are amped up. He's got he's got all sorts of issues and foibles. Uh, I mean the one thing that he does also have, which which um, thankfully most of us don't have, is that he's, he's bipolar, and that's a very real thing that he has to deal with. 
Uh, and that's something we reveal kind of as an onion layer. We reveal that uh, fairly early in the movie, but we don't reveal it right away. So yeah. it's one of those things that um, I don't think that I'm spoiling anything. But, no, no. Uh, but yeah, so. it, it, is a, it is a reveal. <clears throat> and it was something that I really didn't want to exploit. I, uh, I wanted it to be part of his, his, his persona, part of his, his reality. But I didn't want that to become kind of a, an issue or a, oh, woe is me. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I have a bipolar disorder. Right. You know, it's, it's part of his life, but right. it does affect it, definitely. Right. And I, as far as the kind of the direction of the film, um, you know, you're watching it and you're thinking, I've seen enough uh, documentaries in my life. This could either be the documentary American movie or it could be Genghis Blues. It kind of felt like it was you, – you weren't sure. Then that's one of the entertaining things about it. For a for a long time in the film, it's hard to know where we're – how this is going to play itself out. And and in, in no small part because of the sort of the the, the surrounding uh, the universe around Danny, including his mom and his friend David, and and thank God for Roger Stearns, who is the a, a local violin maker and a, and a restorer, who seems to be among the more calming and um, uh, true North people in. In Danny's life, is that? Is yeah, that Ro- Roger may actually be the only calming <laughs> true North person in Danny's <laughs> life, which is, um, yeah, it's very actually very astute. I'm actually really impressed that you brought up American Movie and Genghis Blues because those two movies are uh, not only very influential in my overall sort of world of documentary thinking, but absolutely they were running through my head as I was making this movie. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, very much. I mean, very, very much so. Yeah. And actually, you know, when the movie premiered, I'm just sort of taking a slight tangent, but when the movie premiered uh, in, at Slamdance in Park City, uh, two of the great, great joys that I that I got to experience were meeting Mark Borchardt, the the subject of American movie, and and introducing him to Danny and watching the two of them sort of interact. And the other one was um, I had known him a bit, but but really getting to be very. Uh, I would say good friends with Adrian Bellick, one of the makers of Genghis right. Blues. Right. And actually, uh, Adrian was on the jury there. So, uh, so yeah, those are, those are incredibly influential films. And, and definitely both of those, I mean, the fingerprints of both of those are, are obviously um, part of, of, you know, are, are, they're all over Strange Style. <laughs> as, 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 as is also, I would say, also like the nasals. I mean, there's definitely Grey Garden going yeah, on. Yeah, there yeah, there's Grey Garden in here, too, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean... Yeah. Well, go ahead. No, I was just say, I mean, scarves and farmhouse aside, I mean, there's still <laughs> that great garden feeling anyway. <laughs> that's, that's right. But, um, but yeah, you, you're, you know, Roger Stearns um, was at absolutely that sort of rock of Gibraltar that, that, uh, that Danny needed um, in, uh, in his life because uh, he, he doesn't have that uh, from his family or from his situation. And uh, he's also very lucky to say that, that Rogers actually is a very good violin restoration guy. He happens to be a local guy. Well, fairly local. He's three hours away. But he's also actually a very good restoration guy. So, um, so he's a good mentor for Danny, uh, you know, in, in all sort of ways. Yes. And as far as telling you mu- the audience much more, by the way, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with a, uh, Stephen uh, Avalos, he is the director, and I'm sure you were all over this movie. You did some editing in it as well. I'm sure you shot a lot of it yourself, right? I mean, all those things. 
I was, uh, I shot it, I edited it, I uh, okay. produced it, I, you know, I directed it, I uh, did the sound mix, I did the coloring, I did the, I washed some dishes. I, oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> I, rebuilt, I rebuilt a staircase. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> but, it, but as far as kind of giving away much more of the story, the only last, the last thing I would say is that this, Danny's <clears throat> ambition to replicate the most <clears throat> famous violin in the history of mankind, I mean, with maybe one exception, I don't even know if that's even true, is is always, it's there. It's in the movie, and it's it, it's never far from your mind, but there are times when you wander away from that idea, let's put it that way. Um, so, uh, in terms of, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, that's it. I, I don't want to give anything more, because really, 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 you have to go see this film, and you really have to let it just wash over you because it's such a fun experience so uh, i was fortunate enough to see it at slam dance and and uh to see it to, uh there with it with an audience it's great to go to a film festival to people it's so much fun because everyone there are true fans of cinema uh and um and just uh it's a real pleasure it was a pleasure to be there and a pleasure to see strat which by the way won i believe won the audience award if i'm not mistaken at, at <laughs> slam dance Right? Yeah, it won the audience and the grand jury, actually. And so the grand jury, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we won both awards there, so we're very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let me go back, because I do want to kind of touch on this, because especially in, in terms of a film like Strad Style, that... that that you 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 were talking about your producer and kind of you know kind of the back and forth trying to decide what am I doing here what's what's going to happen all kinds of different I'm sure uh, conversations were taking place in this particular case was it a gut feeling or was it that you you talked it over with your producer what was sort of the combination or what maybe it was a combination of all of that but what was it that con- that you knew you had to pursue this story. Well, I mean, actually, from the first time that I was telling her about uh, Danny, um, she was she was already even before I was ready to go there. She was saying, you know, this guy could be your story, and um, and which is a very bold statement because we had been shooting all over the world. We'd shot in in Paris, we'd shot in Italy, we'd shot in New York, uh, Indianapolis. We were shooting all over the place, and so for um, for for someone to be willing to sort of say, let's set all that that aside. Which is it's not nothing financially, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say that's a lot of, of money. Yeah, um, that that was that was amazingly insightful, and and um, and I, if anything, I was kind of a bit more reticent to go down that road right away. Um, but I think what we realized also, and, and was that the movie was going to be kind of uh, changing from more of a, and I don't want to use this in a boring sense, but more of an informational sort of film into really uh, the potential to have a narrative thrust that could become sort of a theatrical experience and an experience more for the common person rather than the, uh, the violin aficionado. So um, there was that. So it really, the movie, the entire, the entire thought process uh, evolved, but, uh, but Susan was really willing. If anything, she was pushing me to go that way. So Mm -hmm. uh, I was very lucky in that respect. Yeah. What's been your relationship post uh, production with Danny? Have you stayed in touch with him? Yeah, well, I, I've stayed in very close touch with uh, with Danny and also with Raz. Then, um, mm-hmm. especially since we've done we've done about a year, ten months of festival touring with the movie. So, uh, so Danny, that uh, that introverted, uh, scared of his own shadow <laughs> guy from the middle of nowhere, Ohio, has become quite the movie star in the last ten months. 
and uh, and is loving loving every second of it, and I oh. think is uh, really uh, you know um, uh, not wanting to necessarily go back to the old uh, the old days, and that that in fact in a way has also been pretty um, pretty rewarding in a way, which is sort of to see the you know see someone who you think this guy's got potential, and then to see him sort of you know sort of blossom and, and sort of change. So uh, we just got back um, a few days ago from the Denver Film Festival where the movie was actually nominated for a Mazel's Brothers Award. Um, they haven't made the announcement yet, but but uh, just, you know, just to be nominated is uh, yeah. honor enough, as they say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, until you're there and loving it. That's great to hear because because I don't think I've given uh, Danny his due in terms of uh, his 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 personality, his his despite a lot of things that uh, as you described earlier, kind of challenges that he has. Um, at the end of the day, he's a, he's a likable man, and he's and he is his obsession is uh, is real. It's it's something that really has motivated him in many ways. It's helped him overcome some of the issues that we were talking about uh and just it's made him yeah i mean i'm glad for him and i'm glad for 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 people who are dealing with the kinds of things that he's dealing with often there isn't a way out or at least they don't find that way out uh to make themselves uh into the a whole person that they i'm sure feel like they're not i mean i don't know i'm not i don't want to be a i'm not trying to be a a psychoanalyst here but i just it feels like I'm 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 happy for him. I and I I have I'm happy for him because I saw the movie and because I got to know him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean definitely um the uh one of the takeaways I in terms of the movie is I wonder how many other Danny House there are yeah. sort of across the world that there are these people that are born out of time, out of place and but they have this amazing talent or amazing desire or, or, or and dreams. And they may never be discovered. <clears throat> they may just sort of, you know, become sort of just like grains and sand and time that are forgotten. And 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 it is not. And it doesn't. I don't mean this to sound any kind of egotistical or arrogant sort of Hollywood way. But for a movie to just just descend upon Nowheresville, Ohio, yeah. and then document him and say, okay, we're going to take you out of this, uh, tell your story. Um, that I sort of when I step back from that whole thing. I'm amazed. It's like, wow, this there is this potential that this this movie project could completely have changed, you know, could just change his life drastically for the better. Yeah. And and time will tell. It would be interesting. But um, that's I think that's one of the real joys of this project for myself is yeah. that not only did I get a good movie out of it, um, you know, very potentially I changed somebody's life, yeah. you know, for the better. Yeah. And in in the process. You know, the world will also, um, you know, see a blossoming talent in, in the regard that uh, the film. I don't want to say anything more. I shouldn't have even said that. But uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. So, it, by the way, you can find out more about the film at strad s t r a d style dot com. Find out more about the film, about where it's screening, and we want to mention again that it's uh, it is streaming as of. The moment you hear this uh, interview on Amazon, um, Instant Video, iTunes, Google, Vudu, YouTube, you mentioned some of the the direct cable providers as well, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Direct Direct TV, and uh, yeah. so it's available, 
And I, you will spend a, a wildly entertaining uh, hour and a half watching uh, Strad Style. It is truly right. It's about a hundred minutes, right? I'm, I'm sort of probably off. Yeah, it's hundred and four minutes. One hundred and four minutes. So it's mm-hmm. it's just entertaining from start to finish, and getting to know these people, all of them, uh, are, is is uh, it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun it's a fun watch. <laughs> See the movie. Thank you uh, so much for for uh, finding time uh, to be here, Stefan. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Again, the film is Strad Style, the filmmaker, director, producer, editor, audio audio guy, everything. Uh, that would be Stefan Avalos. Thank you so much for being here. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 